0: Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the unbelievable show that we're going to have for you. We have a guest coming, and uh, he's going to be here very shortly. But in the meantime, we want you to know that we practice what we preach. This is going to be a great impromptu show about uh, soccer leagues in the South Bay. And we hope you'll enjoy. And now, a word from our sponsor.
1: The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Academy of Foreign Languages. If you have any interest in learning a new language or brushing up on existing language skills, you should know about the Academy of Foreign Languages. Located in Palos Verdes, the Academy of Foreign Languages specializes in the art of communication. Their mission is to provide the finest language instruction possible. They recognize that each student has distinctive needs and craft their teaching technique to optimize an individual's particular learning skills. At the Academy of Foreign Languages, they strive to create a comfortable environment conducive to learning. So whether you're learning a new language or would simply like to converse in your native tongue, the Academy of Foreign Languages can accommodate you. For additional information, visit their website at academyofforeignlanguages.com, that's all spelled out, or call three one zero
0: I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the South Bay Show. It's April fourth, twenty nineteen. And persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on the South Bay Show. And of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie dot com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey Jackie, how are you today? I'm trying to be spontaneous. <laughs> Now, now Jackie's with us but she's, she's trying to get our uh, guest on and uh, we we think they're going to be on and I, I guess I could just tell you a little bit about what the show is going to be but I don't want to spoil the surprise. So uh, of, of course we do these shows every Thursday and Friday at 8 a.m. Um, please uh, Share these with your neighbors and your friends. Uh, on Friday, we're sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber for Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. And we really enjoy that show very, very much on Fridays where we talk about what's going on in the world of business and uh, Manhattan Beach in general. Uh, today is, uh, you know, just a spotlight on on some aspect of the South Bay that's really, really exciting. And today we're going to talk about the LA Wolves Football Club. Uh, this is a United Premier Soccer League club here in uh, the South Bay. And uh, we're going to be talking with the UPSL Commissioner, Jan uh, Scarwa. And uh, we're, we're looking forward Squara. to talking with him. Squara. Squara. Jan
1: yes. y- Squara. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know yeah. if we're going to be talking to him because uh he's not answering his phone. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I shot him an email. I uh okay. I shot the, our contact uh, person an email. I uh tried calling him a couple of times. He's not answering, so um okay. You know, okay. that's what that's what happened. Um we had a little I had I had some technical issues on my end. Did you have any on your end?
0: Not this morning. No.
1: 'Cause my you know my theory, right? Every time it rains, vlog Talk radio yes, gets hinky. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, well I had some was... this morning. So. Oh.
0: So um I know uh we have the you just sent out the weekend guide this morning. I suppose we could talk about some of the uh things coming up or what do you think? Yes.
1: Oh, um hmm? no, hang on one second. I got somebody on the line here. You you talk for a minute, I'll yes. be right back.
0: Yes, yes, yes. You know, uh, soccer is huge in America, and uh, it is really uh, something that uh, started in uh, 2011, the UPSL, United Premier Soccer League, uh, and currently includes more than 300 teams nationally. The UPSL is the fastest-growing pro-development league in the United States, with 400-plus teams apparently targeted for the 20. 2020 season. Each UPSL team is individually owned and operated and is responsible for maintaining UPSL minimum standards at all tier levels. UPSL teams are are all eligible to participate in the U.S. Open Cup qualifying rounds through the league's affiliation with the United States Soccer Federation, USSF. Yes, Jackie? Are you
1: reading the are, are you reading the rules off the website?
0: This this is the uh, UPSLsoccer.com. dot com. Yes, I was reading that All right. Well, the US, yeah. well, I've
1: got our guest on the line. Shall I go ahead and do our intro?
0: Excellent, Jackie. Who's our guest today?
1: <laughs> okay, our guest this morning is Jan Squire <laughs> from the LA Wolves Football Club, based in Torrance. Now, Jan was born and raised in Los Angeles and attended California State University. Uh, Jan played both collegiate and professional soccer, most famously in Germany with T.U.S. Helene Altennissen, we'll have to get the correct pronunciation on that, uh, in the 1980s, and in the United States with several clubs. Jan is dedicated to establishing a top club with the L.A. Wolves Football Club and has guided the club as general manager and head coach to 63 wins against just six losses and four ties in the club's first three seasons in the UPSL Western Conference. Now, today, Jan serves as as the club's president and general manager. Now, the L.A. Wolves season has already begun and will continue through May 2019. Now, to learn more, you can visit the website at lawolves.com now this morning we're going to learn about the la wolves organization the outlook for the current season and the programs they offer welcome to the show jan and thank you for joining us this morning
0: good morning jackie thank you for having me all right well we're glad you could join us uh we you know we have uh had several sort of i would say uh, uh uh surprises this season one is that the uh the uh soccer organization youth soccer uh Jackie what what am I trying oh AYSO. A Y S O American,
1: A-Y-S-O. Yes. American yes.
0: Youth Soccer Organization A Y S O soccer whatever mm-hmm. started in Torrance, California in 1964 so the 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 correspondence between soccer and uh, the South Bay is is a long one and has a long history. Uh, I don't know, Jan. Did you know that that uh, AYSO started in Torrance?
2: Well, being an original, you know, starting my career in AYSO and being in the business, yes, you know, it's, uh, I'm aware <laughs> that the foundation that, that that AYSO was founded here in uh, in the South Bay, and uh, it's a great organization, and they've had a tremendous part in in growing the game in the united states right right
0: they sure have now, yeah. it, it from the website upslsoccer.com it talks about the founding of upsl in 2011 can you expand on that a little bit i mean what was happening before 2011 in uh sort of uh amateur soccer in the united states
2: yeah that's
0: a, that's a good question and uh Really, what
2: was happening is you had a lot of uh, a, a number of I call them garage leagues on the amateur side, where you have a lot of real great teams, and you know a, a, a good handful of of leagues all around L.A. County, from the Valley to the Inland Empire to Orange County, and so ultimately, what you had is there's just a lot of soccer here in, in the Los Angeles Basin. But you had multiple leagues, and our concept was to really get all these great teams and players and coaches under one umbrella, so it wasn't so fragmented and consolidated, and and operated professionally, so that the players, coaches, and fans really felt connected to the league as a as a long term scenario. Mm. And that's you know that's what we've fortunately we've been able to accomplish in 2011. Lionel Lopez founded the league with about 10 teams. To start, Um, I came in as commissioner of the league in 2014, where we had, uh, you know, around the same number, and then we really went to work. And uh, slowly but surely, we started to grow the league, and we went from 10 teams to 20 to 30, and you know, 40 and so on. And uh, one thing led to another. We were able to expand the league outside of the, uh, the L.A. area. Uh, and become a regional league, and then from there we 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 uh, became a national league and today proud to say that the upsl is is growing strong well over three hundred teams across the United States, and uh, it is the fastest growing uh, pro development league in the United States currently uh, with a target of about five hundred teams over the next eighteen to twenty four months.
0: well, you know this is this is very, very fascinating because of obviously uh, there was a summer uh, football league that was attempted and i and I heard they're in trouble uh, I'm not sure if they're going to continue or not, but uh, there have been some other in some other sports, there have been some attempts in baseball and in football to create sort of uh adult uh, uh, i guess you is it, it would you call it amateur soccer?
2: yeah I mean any anytime a player is paid through a contract, then that's obviously a professional contract so uh, all our players are are amateur players that way it does not affect the collegiate status of 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 any of our collegiate players that play in our league during the off season so our our league is technically amateur with complementing um you know the collegiate game so during the off season players can play really keep playing year round you know in in our league and then switching over to college. And now we've diversified actually into youth. We've uh, just launched our youth academy division, which is basically our feeder to our pro tier. So we have a number of mm-hmm. of different divisions and tiers to to keep again all the player give the players a true path to the top, and and you know give them a starting point at the bottom of the pyramid.
1: Right. I, I have right. a question, Joe. <laughs> mm. uh, um, uh, Jan, so. Okay, from what i okay we, as Joe mentioned, we literally just learned earlier this year or was it late last year that a y s o actually was formed and organized and began in Torrance, so we know that that was for the little kids um and then from there, they might go on to play in high school, maybe college now i i I'm not much of a sports person period, you know any sport <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I'm a little ignorant mm-hmm. on a lot of this um but then you know from college then we we see the pros do you have do you have what do they call them in baseball farm leagues or AAA a or something or yeah. do the pro- professional soccer leagues just go to the college level and 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 uh get them like they do in basketball and other stuff how, how do how does that work
2: yeah no that that's that's a good comparison Jackie uh you know we are really a farm system a developmental league and we call ourselves a pro developmental league. Our goal is to, you know, enable enable young talented players, the players of tomorrow, to kind of move up mm-hmm. our chain, uh and then from here maybe go to major league soccer or you know, to Europe or to South America or Mexico or where it may be to pursue a, a, a next level professional career. Uh so we mm-hmm. are the, the we are the um developmental league for, for young talented players and typically, our average age in our uh, men's pro tier is uh, anywhere from 18 to 22. That's kind of that. Mm. That is our our sweet spot in terms of our age category. Mm.
1: Okay. Okay. No. So 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 does does so so you are as as you as I mentioned the farm team. So the 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 professional soccer clubs like the the Galaxy, they don't have mm. a team like. Uh, well, like the defenders, Joe. Like the the like the South right. Bay defenders are are an a arm Laker of the Lakers team. Yeah, the D right, League
0: Right, right. So
1: D League, yeah. So 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 Gala- the LA Galaxy doesn't have that.
2: Yeah, the Galaxy. You know, soccer is. I have to say this in a in a very positive way. Soccer is fairly complicated uh, in terms of its structure in the U.S. and 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 that's part of the reason why we are here today doing what we are doing we're here to uh really simplify it uh you know the uh the fact of the matter is is that clubs like the la galaxy they do have their reserve squads but um you know there's only 11 spots open for their reserve team in terms of players on the field at one time so even if you um, double that and have a bench you still have thousands of kids thousands of players right. That are you know need a home to play and train and, and compete, and that's again, right. again where our league comes in and and you know the LA Wolves we're we're a charter member of the United Premier Soccer League and you know, we've developed many many players over the years that have now moved on to play uh, in in MLS or in the USL or you know overseas. In fact, we have a great example is We have a player uh, Brian Rodriguez out of Gardena. And Brian played with us just this past season, you know, four months ago. If he would have come to our training session or games here at Harbor City College, <coughs> you would see Brian mm-hmm. on the field. Well, where is Brian today? Brian is in, out of all places, he's in Poland. We uh, we sent him to Poland for a trial uh,
0: with a few yeah.
2: uh, professional clubs in Poland, and um, he was, you know, one of the clubs was attracted to his play, and he signed his uh, he signed a professional contract, and and off he goes. So wow. Now he's, having the experience of his life playing in Poland. He's traveling quite a bit with the team to different countries and pursuing his dream to be a professional player. And and really, uh, I think Brian's going to come back uh, ultimately at some point to the U.S. really a a much better player because the uh, the competition and the training in Europe, it it is a a little different than what it is here in the U.S. And I think he'll come back Mm -hmm. up a notch or two.
0: Well, Fantastic. Is,
1: okay, wait. But I got. I got to ask you something. Re, Joe, or we call it? I think. I think the proper term is football, right? We're, in this country, it's soccer. Right. But every place else right. in the world, it's football. So, so we'll right. call it football because it is the LA Wolves. We can call it football. Zer- no problem, Jack. We'll that, call it, that's, we'll call yeah, it, we can go. <laughs> okay. We'll all call right, it and football. and 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 as we all know, as I just mentioned, soccer the world over is like the biggest thing in the world. I mean, the United States is a baby when it comes to to football. Uh, um, So I imagine... It's funny because here, basketball players, the United States has the biggest, best, you know, uh, basketball, uh, you know, scene. And a Mm -hmm. lot of players that can't make it in the U.S. in basketball will go play over in Europe or other places. But in this case, I would imagine that Europe is pretty much the place you want to be if you're playing European football <laughs> no, European well, football but...
2: standards Jackie certainly are, are, are top yeah. notch and you know we do want our players going to Europe and and I was fortunate to experience that and that's probably what's given me a lot of what's in, inside of me and uh, in terms of my uh, knowledge and, and 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 background and passion for the game it uh, you know I was I was uh, in, in Europe for close to five years and five seasons and um, pretty much playing in the top league, uh, top league in the, in the world. And I, I, I can comfortably tell you that, you know, it is a different, uh, you know, it is a different uh, format. It is a, the, the techniques are, are a little different. The infrastructure is a lot different is really what it boils down to. So, you know, what we're, what we're doing with the UPSL is actually working on infrastructure to, emulate what's going on in Europe. And, uh, that's, uh, that's really the name of the game is infrastructure.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, one thing, Jan is, uh, you know, I was talking with a pro, uh, scout for soccer and, uh, we were talking about the differences between European, Europe, uh, European or, uh, South American and, uh, uh, development of youth players in soccer and the U S and he said it really, Mm -hmm. it comes down to up until about the age of 12, there's a parity in the quality of players. Then you get into the teens right around, like uh, he said, 16, 17, the, the, the quality diverges because a lot of American players divert into football, basketball, or some other sport whereas the development of the european and south american players continues to rise into the, the you know the upper teens 18 19 20 you have a lot of players who can if not make a living they can they can uh they can obviously uh join teams and play and uh exist is there a, i mean i know it's growing i know the UPSL is growing but is it growing mm-hmm like at a super fast clip because of the need for more places for players to play to get better. You know, it's growing for a couple of reasons the two big reasons it's growing is
2: the UPSL has been set up in a cost effective manner. There are a couple competing leagues that are in our same, you know, arena and actually, you know, came out into, into the market, um, well in advance of our league. Uh, And the best uh, example I can give you is Lyft and Uber. We've kind of done one of those uh, disruptions in terms of a Mm -hmm. cost structure. And so uh, what has happened is a lot of teams that were maybe in these other leagues, uh, you know, have looked at our financial model and they said, look, we can get the same competition and create the same product essentially for a tenth of the price,
0: hmm.
2: okay, let me probably go down a little bit, a fifth of the price or a fifth of the investment. Now, uh-huh. uh, the soccer business is, is a very difficult business to break even or make money, uh, it, And especially if you do not have a youth program attached to that. And many of these teams and owners uh, and clubs do not, uh, in our league, do not have a youth program in place. So that's one of the things that we're encouraging our, our top-tier uh, men's teams to uh, diversify into so they can create some cash flow and, and offset their expenses with revenue generated from a youth academy program. Um, so that mm-hmm. is one of the, the attractions of our league is is cost-effectiveness um, in terms of operating. And then secondly, geographical Proximity of teams to one another, thus uh, minimizing travel, which obviously again affects the budget. Um, other leagues have you know, um, based, similar to franchises. Uh, they have t- uh, uh, territorial rights, and you can't other teams can set up shop, if you will, uh, within a 50-mile uh, radius. So what happens is, is you know that particular market is stunted is held back from any any growth in terms of teams that are nearby and of course what is happening obviously is you have travel now kicking in so we do not have a a territorial um, rule that inhibits teams from being uh, within a geographical proximity to one another and that has grown the league quite a bit as well
0: right Right, that that's just counterproductive in in so many different ways. But so let's talk and again more remember about we're business.
2: talking about we're talking about amateur soccer,
0: uh, and right. you know it, it's there's a
2: lot of amateur there's a lot of amateur players out there and there are a lot of amateur teams. So mm-hmm. if you're keeping them apart from one another um, because of a distance rule, then you're inhibiting growth and you're inhibiting teams from being relatively you know near to one another. And again. Uh, having a cost-effective structure, uh, we're not requiring teams to come out of pocket for a hundred thousand or fifty thousand right out the gate. Um, we have a very cost-effective model that allows teams to come on in and uh, become a member of the league and uh, you know operate immediately without a large um, investment
0: outlay. So okay, so,
1: I, all right, uh, I, okay, uh, go yeah. ahead,
0: Joe. You go ahead. Jackie. Well, <clears throat> Jackie, you probably wanted to ask a, a similar question. Where do you guys play and do you charge money for the tickets?
2: Yeah. So the LA Wolves, as an example, we play, um, all our home games are at LA city, LA uh, Harbor city college, um,
0: uh-huh.
2: Seahawks stadium. And yes, we do have uh-huh. ticket sales and we have season seats and, uh, we our tickets our tickets are modestly priced, you know, five dollars uh, I'm sorry, ten dollars adults and five dollars for children and under twelve is, is free admission. So we are generating sure. revenue at the gate and that helps offset expenses, obviously rental, the stadium, etc. That wasn't
1: fantastic. my question, Joe.
0: That- no, oh,
1: that wasn't uh-oh. my question. Well, what was? What was <laughs> it? No, I mean, I, I, I eventually wanted to get to that, but no, my yeah. question was, I'm still trying. I'm, I'm listening, Ian. I'm getting. I'm, I'm understanding where he's coming from about different leagues and all these things, these barriers that get thrown hmm. up so that you know one team can't play another team. They might live in the town next door, or whatever. But, um, Jan, I know a lot of my friends, some of my friends, uh, have kids that play football in in school and then mm-hmm. i have other friends who have kids who play football in clubs um mm-hmm. you know and i from what i've been able to glean from this is the kids that are really good get get picked up by these clubs they're not affiliated with schools or anything it it is is LA Wolves like that, or is that a completely yeah. separate division?
2: Yeah, the LA Wolves, we are a uh, um, pro development uh, club, and we are not rec- we are not a recreational soccer program. So you you know it's competitive in 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 title, and uh, mm-hmm. but but we are you know because we have an open door policy. For all players, all shapes and sizes, <laughs> um, we give everybody an opportunity. And because we have multiple teams and multiple divisions, we're able to typically identify a, a level for that player that is suitable for that player, um, so that they can compete in the proper in the proper uh, competitive
1: setting. Huh? Okay. Uh, all right, so, all right. I'm trying to understand this. Joe, you had kids that played soccer. You you know you know all this organization stuff.
0: Well, my my kids played AYSO soccer, but then of course, as many uh, American children do, they transition. My my son really uh, transitioned to baseball, and my baseball, daughter, yeah. uh, one daughter transitioned to soccer uh, to volleyball, and the other daughter transitioned to swimming. Oh,
1: okay, okay. So once they got out of AYSO, they really didn't continue yeah. on. Okay, but
2: that, all right, correct, so, Jackie. Let let me give you just this this uh, you know snapshot. AYSO is certainly a starting point for a, mm-hmm. a lot of youth players across America. So that's a great recreational uh,
0: you know learning
2: league, and then from there, a lot of the you know players that are capable, young young talented players that are capable of going to club because club is the next spot, which is yeah, you know, um, LA Wolves are a club that's club soccer where there's travel involved and you're, you're traveling distances, 30 minutes, one hour to play a game. Uh, whereas AYSO, all the games are typically local and, uh, they're played at the same location. So in order to achieve a higher competition level, you've got to do a little bit of traveling and I'm talking within the LA area. And that's, that's how club works. And club is a higher level of competition than, uh, than say as an again example AYSO or you know a local youth league that's as an example in Long Beach that you know is more recreational. And and typically these leagues are all these leagues are
1: all defined as competitive or recreational. Okay. All right. Okay. So so just as it was funny when um I I heard from your, your marketing person a couple of weeks ago. That's how we booked you for the show. And it was so funny. She had emailed me, and I emailed her back, and I, I said, you know, this is one of the things I love. Uh, probably the thing I love most about the show is that, and and Joe will vouch for this, is that we literally mm. learn something new every week. And <laughs> I had never heard of the LA Wolves football club. They're based in Torrance. I live in Torrance, you know. And I'm mm. like, how is it that I don't know about this? You know, I don't have mm. kids that age playing. You know, and in sports um and and joe had had That's never right. heard of you right. so so how how many are there in say the South bay say you know say the South Bay area, say from like El Segundo right. to the hill how how many how many clubs
2: yeah no uh you know jackie there's uh the l a South Bay is one of the strongest uh, youth soccer markets in the united states there's just a tremendous amount of 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 players, um, youth players, in a concentrated area. I mean, if you take Gardena, Hawthorne, Inglewood, Lawndale, Torrance, Wilmington, San Pedro, Redondo, Manhattan Beach, are talking thousands and thousands of players. And where do all these thousands hmm. and thousands of players play? They play on different clubs and in different leagues. So there are different clubs in the area. And, but the difference between the L.A. Wolves and the LA youth club is that once the once the youth player, you know, hits his his uh, late teens, I'm talking 16, 17, that's where they quote unquote fall off a the cliff. They 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 have to go. They have to find another another club. To yeah, play hang for
1: on, because, hang on one second, Jan, hang on. I'm sorry, you're going in and out on your phone. Um, okay. It, 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 I don't know if you need to stay stationary I, it, or simply just, just yes, yeah, physically. No problem. Yeah. No problem. I'll yeah. Say, yeah. let me see if this right. works a little bit better. Okay.
2: okay, so I'll, I'll just repeat that. Once a, a youth player um, you know, for plays for his club and he hits an, the age of 16, 17, uh, typically mm-hmm. that's the uh, quote-unquote fall-off-the-cliff mode where they have to go right. and pursue identifying another club to play for, and that's where the L.A. Wolves come in. I'm not, first off, uh, a, a a youth player can start with us at U, U10, U12, U14, and stick with us all the way through the the you know young adult um, age 18, 19, 20, 21, and and hopefully from there you know again uh, connect uh, with uh, we we will open doors on the college side or we will open doors on the on the pro side in terms of uh, pursuing a professional contract for that player. So what is the difference between you know, the Wolves? To another youth club in the area, where the
1: cutoff time is about 17. Oh, I see. I see. So that's where you—that's where you lose a lot. There's a lot of attrition there at that age, and, and also that's what why, you were yeah, saying earlier. I, yeah. I, I, <clears throat> that, that's why our club has grown so much over the
2: years because we are a landing spot for many of these 17-year-old players, 18-year-old players who are looking to continue their playing career as a soccer player. they're a landing spot, so they can continue to to. Uh, to move home after the after their college season is over because many of these players do go play college and they need to keep uh, fit um during the off season and uh you know that that's so that's uh, hopefully gives you a better idea of, of the LA Wolves program uh, from top to bottom.
1: All right. Okay, well jeez Joe, we we're learning a ton of stuff here um but we're gonna take a quick station break. You wanna you wanna yep. do that now? <coughs> yeah sure. let's do that. That's a
0: great idea. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The South Bay Show, and we are having a great discussion about football. It's called football all around the world. We're talking about soccer. It's very popular around the world and getting more and more popular here in the United States, and we're actually talking about the United Premier Soccer League uh, here in the United States, and in particular, the L.A. Wolves, located right here in uh based in torrance and we're we're excited about that to talk more about uh the la wolves their their existing uh season uh where to see them uh very inexpensive ten dollars for adults five dollars uh for uh children and 12 and under are free and uh that what what a great value for uh such entertainment and such a high level of play but please do share this with your friends and uh, neighbors. Please share this show. Send them an email. And also remember, we have shows Thursdays and Fridays, Thursday and Friday mornings at 8 a.m. So you can participate live with us. Sometimes you can call in, and uh, we look forward to to sharing more exciting news and and uh, calendar of events and you know interesting businesses on on friday so we're back now with jan um when i think about soccer i don't normally think about the business of soccer but let's talk about that briefly because um there's ticket sales there's the do 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 you guys participate in food in the uh the uh during the games and 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 all of that yeah what Mm -hmm. about what about local uh what about local uh media
2: like yeah, so television uh, and stuff like you know, that. There, there are different revenue streams that you know soccer clubs at our level, you know, look to tap into in order to, um, as an operating business, break even or or you know create a profit. And uh, yeah. you know, merchandise uh, sales is one. So if you go to our website lawolves.com backslash shop, you can you can you know, anybody can purchase a uh, uh, an authentic uh, LA Wolves jersey or warm-ups or a hoodie, or a backpack, or what it may be. We have a full uh, diversified, um, you know, let's call it a store on our online um, for our fans and, and players and coaches and families. Uh, concession sales at the stadium, uh, ticket sales. Uh, sponsorship is a is a, is an important revenue stream. Uh, we've had a handful we've loved of sponsors us. over the years, and you know the reality is the yeah. sponsorship does come and go uh we were very very fortunate to work with Taco Bell for three full years and they were a very very solid uh contributor and sponsor to the club from you know two thousand and sixteen to basically two thousand and eighteen uh and really you know for for different reasons that uh, you know uh, uh our our tenor with taco Bell uh, was was concluded um we basically it involved a player and, and players moving on and so you know, as as sponsors move on, you have to pursue new sponsorship and uh, branding and marketing opportunities with other companies uh, to to replace uh, some of the sponsors that do move forward. So, we've uh, we've recently uh, uh, signed a sponsorship partnership agreement with Twenty Four Hour Fitness, which we're pleased, uh, that we're going to be actually announcing next week. Uh, so that's a, that's exciting. Uh, but those exclusive are exclusive for the South be, Bay uh, Show. Yeah, there
1: you go. And <laughs> we got the scoop. We got the, scoop on your, your <laughs> the scoop on your new sponsor. All right. Twenty-four. So those are the key sponsors: uh, the LA Wolves. <clears throat> hmm. The
2: uh,
0: sponsorship,
2: and then also uh, youth academy uh, membership. So our memberships are a, you know, driving force in terms of a revenue stream for the club. and so if you add all that up, sponsorship, memberships, concessions, ticket sales, merchandise, those are the revenue streams of a soccer club.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, that that sounds very familiar uh, to the, the standard, you know, sort of uh, sports team model. But it's on a, such a local level, I see – an opportunity here for local businesses to really get some exposure. I'm not sure what kinds of businesses it's most appropriate for, but we're talking young families, generally speaking, uh, young adults, certainly that, you know, coveted 18 to, to 35 category of young adults who want to go out and see soccer and, and uh, love soccer. What about refreshments sold at the games? Tell us about that. That's what yeah.
1: he he did. He he mentioned that. He said well, they get a piece of the of the concession. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. Yeah. okay, concession,
2: okay. Sales and, uh, concession sales are a big part of our, again, our revenue stream. So during all our home games, we have concession sales, coffee, drinks, food, et cetera. Um, and then I do want to point out, you know, maybe note to kind of tag off your comment, um, the l a wolves are, are a fantastic marketing and branding opportunity for really any company that's looking for exposure and uh and awareness uh whether it's you know on the front of our jersey or on our sleeve or on our on our shorts you know getting a logo and and you know through our, a lot of our um aggressive social media marketing that we do um certainly brand awareness and uh Branding and exposure is going to happen whenever a partner connects with us and you know right. uh, and pursues a a sponsorship or a marketing or advertising commitment with us. So um, we're always you know we're always encouraging companies that are local to really take a look at the L.A. Wolves as a marketing vehicle because you we we will drive business to those those respective businesses. Right. I, have,
1: I I wanted to ask another thing. Um. Uh, when we were talking about the various divisions and stuff, I know, did, is it up to uh, players up to 21 play with your club, and after that they move on, or do you, do you have older people?
2: Well, you know, it's important to have veterans uh, play with younger players so the veterans can also teach the younger players a few tricks of the trade, so to speak. Uh, and a good mm. example is uh, for the last four years we had Paulo Cardoza Paulo oh, played with the LA Galaxy. He 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 actually won the MLS championship with David Bexaman and Landon Donovan. He's got a ring to show for it. And uh, after his career with the Galaxy, he moved on to Chivas USA, and then he moved to Costa Rica to play with a club in Costa Rica. Then he came back to Los Angeles, and he he ended up uh, you know signing with us, the LA Wolves, just to uh, to to wind down his career because he was getting older at that time. I mean, he was he was you know 25. And, uh, you know, it was a good spot. Oh, he's so old. Uh, with, yeah, I know, old. right?
1: He's <laughs> ancient. <laughs> well, what, what, what is the, what, what is the lifespan of a football player?
2: You know, um, good question. You're probably you're looking at about twenty, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, 27, 28, 29, and, and, and you're winding down at this point. Wow. You know, top players, top professional players. Some are very blessed and they're able to go to 32, 30, but, um, you know, and and there's there's a few exceptions where you even had thirty six or thirty eight, but those are very you're talking only you know under five percent. So oh. you know the prime playing period is between you know let, let's call it in Europe you're looking at seventeen to to twenty eight. That's the that's the age range that you know really a, a player is playing at his prime.
0: Wow. So, wow, so, so about okay. ten so I- or eleven years, fifteen years at the max.
2: A fifteen-year career is a great career. Yeah, 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 great playing career. Yeah,
0: right. And then of course, after that comes perhaps uh, team ownership or certainly league participation. You're
1: you're not. Yeah, you're not only involved
0: in the LA Wolves, but you're also commissioner of the UPSL. Tell us about juggling being an owner. Uh, are are you an owner of the LA Wolves?
2: Yes, yes. Well, it, you know, it just kind of turned out that way. You know, when you when you're building a league, you know, it's it's very important to have a flagship team for that league to showcase the league and to promote the league and to attract other teams. And since I'm very familiar with the background of owning and operating a club, um, I you know I, at a certain point I felt it was important that I start up an actual team that I own and operated myself with and, and bring on some coaches and some personnel uh, so that we could be a leader in the league. And, uh, and, and, you know, that, that worked out quite well. You know, the club was founded in 2014 and uh, you know, our winning percentage was an unheard of, you know, nine, you know, we, we, we were winning uh, you know, nine out of 10 games at that time, maybe even 10, 10 out of 10, games, so we had a very high winning percentage, over 900%, but um, the, w- when that happens, you get a lot of teams that are going to come in and want to compete against, want to play against the L.A. Wolves because of the winning percentage, and that grew the league, so more and more teams joined right. the league, and now today, right. I will tell you that the UPSL, the competition has completely slipped from, from you know, it being a uh, a very dominated league um, in in its early infancy in 2014, by the LA Wolves and a few other clubs. Uh, today, there's just uh, um, you know a, a, a handful of clubs across the country that you know you really got to be got to be ready for a tough match every game now in Southern California. The competition has really picked up, and uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 tremendous. Um, every weekend, you know you if you're not on your if you're not on your game. You know, you're, you're really, you're potentially looking at a, at a loss.
0: I, I
1: can't okay, wait to so come and see us... some
0: great dribbling.
1: <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the $64,000 question. What's your record for this season?
0: Yeah, so this
2: season, yeah, we've just started. Uh, we're in the spring summer season right now. We have, we played two seasons in a 12 month period. So this is, uh, we just kicked off our season. And we, let's see, let me just pull that up here. Uh, so far, we have. Um we have two wins, two losses and a tie. Mm. So it's two
0: wins,
2: uh, two know, losses and a tie. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's uh it's a tough it's a tough league. Uh so if you're gonna come into the UPSL, you're gonna have to you're gonna you gotta be ready to play. Uh we've had, you know, we've had some personnel changes. Um we've we're, we're looking for players that, you know, really can can fit in and commit. Uh commitment's a big part of playing with the LA Wolves. Players have to be committed to training, uh, you know, three times a week and uh, playing on the weekends, one game. So that's that's a commitment in itself. And you know, when 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 players are at the age of eighteen, nineteen, twenty, seventeen, you know, other things come into life. Life happens. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, a lot of I mean, you're you're talking about kids coming out of high school, you know, they're trying to prepare for college. Right, a lot mm-hmm. of them. And and others are in college and they're trying to keep up with their studies uh and, mm-hmm. and to you know be a be a a a, a, a semi semi pro amateur, I don't know what you want to call it, a football player uh, practice and games on the weekends. That's I can see why seventeen is a cliff. I I totally get that. You know, I it's mean at seventeen app. there's a lot Oh,
2: absolutely. It, it, yeah, it's a juggling act, and, and we do really appreciate the commitment that the players make. Um, at the same time, you know, we're looking for players that have a passion for the game and that really have a, a desire to continue their playing career and get to the next level. So, you know, mm-hmm. when you have a player that's in that mode, you know, showing up for training and games isn't automatic. You're not, you know, you're not really having to beg them to show up. But, again, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, this age category even though you have players who love the game who have a tremendous passion for the game there are outside activities and you know the world has changed and you know we have, we are sensitive to that and we we try to work with all players and give them the proper guidance and you know talk to them about their remind them about their commitment if things start slacking uh, but it's it's always you know it's it's, it's always uh, a daily a daily task to to keep reminding them about their commitment. Oh
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can see that. Wow. So, well, uh,
0: no. go ahead. I'm sorry, ahead. no Jackie. <clears throat> I was going to start a whole new line of questioning about the women's uh uh teams in the UPSL and of course the uh, LA Wolves women.
2: Mhm. Yeah, you know, the uh
0: the women's division is is a new
2: category for the UPSL yeah. and, and um we are kicking off our, spring, our spring/slash summer season for the women in uh, in May, and that runs through July. And that's that's one season per year, unlike the men who play ten months out of the year. And that's just the the time window calendar that works for the you know the girls that are again in the same age category, 17 to 23. Uh, some are mm-hmm. in college, some are out of college, and some are just getting into college. Um, so uh, right. Uh, we're excited. We know the LA Wolves uh, women's squad is preparing right now for that season, uh, which kicks off, you know, next month. And, uh, yes. you know, we've uh, – we, yeah, there, there There are a lot of cycles in sports, as you know. And I always use the LA Lakers as a great example because everybody knows the Lakers and they're a, dynasty, they're, they're a dynasty team. And they're having a tough time right now. And, you know, mm-hmm. clubs rise and, and ownership – there's ownership changes and there's there's player changes. You know, you have players like Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who are probably players that you you, you won't see for for many more years, between, you know, playing in a Laker uniform. Um, that mm. made that team so sort of special. Um, mm. And it's the same thing in soccer or baseball or football. Um, you know, you go through cycles, and uh, you know, we are in a cycle right now where we're identifying, you know, the future talent that can really you know, again, put the Wolves on the map because we had a great 2017 year both on the men's and on the women's side. We were state champions. We were one game away from a national championship. Um, And uh, a lot of our players ended up going pro after 17. So we lost a lot of players because we achieved our goal, and that was to provide these players (laughs) an outlet to a pro contract, you know, mission accomplished. And so now we're in that – Re- uh, rebuilding mode, both on the yeah. and on the women's, and uh, mm-hmm. you know our youth academy program is great. We uh, we recently secured uh, Roger Anderson Park here in Lawndale, which is a massive uh, field uh, that is a difficult uh, you know obstacle that's you know part of uh, the growing pains that you go through as uh, operating a soccer club is field space. So uh, mm-hmm. we now our academy program. We're training every Tuesday and Thursday. At, Roger Anderson Park uh Will Rogers Middle School uh you know and it's it's really worked out well because we've got plenty of space it's good quality grass and uh it's really given us the ability to recruit and be aggressive and you know build up our 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 youth academy division
1: Wow beautiful beautiful Wow yeah Yeah we don't think about that yeah when you're when your kids grow up and go on to bigger and better things you have to you have to keep building the team. It sounds like you've got a good system for it though. You know, uh you know, after a- after AYSO, if they want to continue playing, they can come to you and you can find a a place for them and
2: Yeah, it's uh um, you know, we're, we're 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 really a good home for um any family that's looking to um place their child in a soccer environment that is, you know, c- conducive to Competitive soccer and achieving uh you know learning skills in the game, and we like to say that it's not just learning uh, skills in the game but also life skills. Um, you know we are at the end of the day our number our first goal is is to take the the young player from a a young a young level to a team to open up a collegiate opportunity. We have many relationships with collegiate coaches here in Southern California. And so when the time is right and if the player is at a certain level, depending on the level, we will do our work in terms of opening that door for a potential scholarship in college or what it may be. And then, again, if the player wants to pursue an overseas opportunity and that player is a capable, then we will open that door as well. So uh, we, are, we are full scale from you know a, a 10-year-old all the way up to uh, professional level and collegiate level.
1: And this and Joe, this has been happening in our backyard for the last five or six years, and we didn't know about it
0: right we we need well, to get out
1: more, Joe, like like we don't get well, out enough, we need to get out more <laughs> no
0: but but now we know a team owner, we know one of the commissioners of the u p s l so you know we're in now, Jackie,
2: okay. there you go, you're upset, and anytime you you know of anybody and uh that that ha- you're having a soccer conversation you can always uh you know direct them over to me and I'll be happy to give them yeah. uh, any ideas and suggestions as far as what their goals are with the game and and maybe their 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 uh their young ones
1: you know so, it's, so, you know Joe. i i i just wanted i just wanted to mention one thing real quick uh do yeah. you know in the past we have talked about how expensive so much recreation has become for families. I mean, I think I mentioned several weeks ago. You know, I was skiing up in Sun Valley uh, earlier this year, and and you know, the price of lift tickets, it's it's getting ridiculous. Some people are are, mm-hmm. are charging $200 a day for a lift ticket, $180 a day for a lift ticket. You know, and then baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, between buying the tickets and the hot dogs and stuff for a family of four, it's prohibitive. You know, never mind. Right. Don't get into football. Or basketball. I mean, the, the ticket prices is, is uh, it's just so ridiculous. It, parking and and you know everything else is so expensive. And you know, right here in our backyard, right here in our South Bay, we have you know mm-hmm. we. I just heard about what how it was just a few years ago. We learned about the South Bay Defenders. They used to be the LA Defenders. Now they rebranded last year to the South Bay Defenders. They're playing in El Segundo. You know, I, I mean, this right. is this is is farm team, you know, quality basketball playing right here in our backyard. It's way less expensive. You can literally yeah. have courtside seats and not break the wallet. And here we are again with the LA Wolves. Same situation. Yeah. You know, we have you know, this high being... level, high high level competitive team, and we know how popular soccer slash football is now nowadays. Um, and and the prices are so much more reasonable to take your family. You know, when do you guys play? On Saturday, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, Sunday. What day do you do you guys play?
2: Yeah, uh, the first team plays typically on on Saturday nights or early Sunday evening. You know, depending on mm-hmm. uh, our on our calendar and and stadium availability. But the uh, and then the younger players typically play on Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoons, either late afternoon games or mid morning games. Uh, so it 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 varies. But I, I, I think your point is is very positive in that you know, being cost effective has always been our focus uh, for families because we know that not everybody is fortunate to be able to participate in something due to financial restrictions. So yes. we, that's that's part of the reason we, we really work with local sponsors so that we can, when you know, when and if a situation is, is in front of us that we need to offer a sponsorship to a young, a young man or a young girl uh, who wants to be in the program but needs a little bit of help, we can offer that. So um you know sponsorship is it, it really goes a long way. Uh we are very sensitive to you know ha- allowing everybody to participate regardless of their financial capacity.
1: Mm-hmm. Well again mm-hmm. I was just I was just thinking and you know recreational you know a family of 4 or 5 wants to do something on a Saturday afternoon or evening as a family this is affordable. You know your ticket oh, price is you yeah, know $10 yeah. $5 you, yeah it's 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 an affordable pastime and and it's just amazing to me, you know. Joe and I didn't know about it. I can't imagine how many other people don't know about it, you know. So <laughs> now you're right, no, Jackie.
2: Seriously. It's a uh, yeah for no, for a family of four. You know, if you go to a Galaxy game, you're going to be spending two hundred dollars plus, you know, with parking, oh, food, yes. and so forth. So so budgets are. You know, we are a, a definite uh, option alternative with prices under ten mm-hmm. dollars, and, and this is the kids into twelve for free and it the prices are are about of you know as as rock bottom as they can be as well so you know we're not we're we're keeping it at a level where we can really you know build our fan base so that fans can enjoy um a really good soccer match in a good environment our seating capacity is about 3000 at uh LA Harbor College so we've got plenty of mm-hmm. seats and it's a brand new turf field it's, it's a tremendous lighting brand new LED state of the art lighting system so the, the fields are extremely well lit, and the parking is right against the stadium. And probably the best part about it is is that, you know, you can just jump on the 110 freeway going south and get off to Anaheim, and literally the stadium is catty-corner to the exit One, uh, you know, your parking is right next to the stadium. So it's not a lot of zigzagging around, and, uh, you know, it doesn't take you an, an hour to get out of the parking lot,
1: <laughs> like sometimes it does. At galaxy I'm, think, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Santa Anita. You ever go to Santa Anita? Uh-huh. You know, it's like you got to get the freeway, and then you get off the freeway, and you're driving through residential areas for like you know a half an hour before you get to the racetrack. Yeah, that's kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, that that that. Yeah. No, this is this is great. As I said, Joe, we we learned something new every every single show. Now, real quickly, I wanted to ask you, Jan. Um do you play i uh, uh, your league is in California but do you ever have opportunity for interstate stuff interstate stuff like like what yes, like yes. say you win the championship in California do you play against Arizona or something or yes
2: yes yeah um and and because we are a national league the whole the whole system is connected so you know when it comes playoff time we have the Western Conference, which is made up of teams from Southern California and Northern California. And so the top team, as an example, in the state of California will play the top team out of, say, the state of Texas for a, you know, West, uh, for a Western regional uh, you know, final. And ultimately, we have eight conferences across the United States. So ultimately, you have a winner from each conference, and you'll have a final four, and then you'll have a final two. So this year we're actually going to be hosting a final four in a city to be uh, announced shortly uh, where the where the final top four teams in the United States will will battle for a UPSL 2019 championship.
1: Oh wow, so okay. this is this is a fully formed this is a fully formed. Uh it's fully it's it, yeah, all this happened under our noses, Joe, and we didn't know. I
0: know. It's fully yeah. And so
1: sort of to <laughs> uh to to win a
0: to
2: to be the UPSL, you know, two thousand nineteen championship, you gotta go through about two hundred plus teams to get to that, that final game and it's 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 a journey and uh it's a battle and you really gotta be a good team and a good squad and well well disciplined and well organized, uh with a lot of talent to get to that point. So uh, it's a it's a it's a challenge for for owners, it's a challenge for players and, and certainly an enjoyment for, for fans who are watching these games. So, you know, we, we, we're definitely encouraging anybody who wants to see a good, you know, the talent of tomorrow uh, to come to one of our games. You'll see some tremendous talent.
1: I love this. Now, I understand that your, your, your season continues through May. Um, you have tickets available. Anybody interested, you want to go to one of these games, go to lawolves.com. LA yes. It couldn't get any easier than that. Joe, you want to take us home?
0: <clears throat> LA Thank you so much, Jan, for joining us today.
2: My pleasure, Joe,
0: Jackie, thank you for having me
2: on the show. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to staying in touch in the future and really, uh, really appreciate the, uh, the exposure and the, uh, the, uh, you know, the awareness of, of, of the, the league and the Wolves on your okay. show.
1: Okay, you're going to make me a promise right now. When you guys win the big championship, when you when you make it to the final two and you win championship, you, you come on our show first.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You got that, and I'm also okay. going to get you, right. both you and Joe, uh, uh, some tickets for the game. And not this weekend. The following weekend, we play LA 10, which is going to be a great match. If you don't have everything on the calendar, make sure you guys come down Please. with your family and friends. And uh, we'll even see if we can get you an L.A. Wolves baseball cap or two.
1: There (laughs) you go.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic, Jan. Thank you. Uh, It's been great having you on. I know lots of people are going to be excited. LAwolves.com and, of course, UPSLsoccer.com. UPSL, United Premier Soccer League, UPSLsoccer.com. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Jackie. And oh, it's a pleasure, uh thank Joe. you Jackie, you... thank you
1: Joe. Thank mm-hmm.
0: you. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh who's who's on tomorrow, Jackie?
1: Oh. You really asking me? <sighs>
0: I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 we're having the Rotary Rotary members on uh Manhattan Beach Rotary to talk about their big annual fundraiser, uh Celebrate Manhattan Beach. So we're having uh, three Celebrate. people on from Manhattan. Beach.
0: Yes. Celebrate Manhattan Beach tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye.